online audience, we are so glad you're on with us today. Make sure you comment. Tell us where you're watching from. We are so glad you are with us. You are a part of Avenue Church. Also, get ready. I want you to find some grape juice, man. Find a, whatever you got to drink, Kool-Aid, you know. Find a piece of bread item because we are going to be doing communion towards the end of this message today. Lakeisha, Linda, Andrew, what, Valerie, I'm so glad you're on as well. So make sure you like and share. And man, we're so glad you're watching. Church, how are you guys doing today? Give yourselves a hand clap. Glad you guys are in the house today. Man, we got a great uh, uh, great series or collection of talks that we are currently in. But if you're brand new with us today, very first time, can we just clap and welcome you, man? We want to say thank you. Man, thank you for being here. Uh, we are thrilled. And uh, man, this is just a, this is a great church to be a part of. And I'm biased, all right? I really like this church. And I think it's a great church. And uh, we want to really reach our city for Jesus. How many know the best is still yet to come for our city and for this church? Um, you know, um, I got a couple things I got to talk about uh, in, our, in our collection of talks. Oh, hey, whoa, whoa, what's going on here? It broke. Did somebody touch something? Hey, whoa, hey, the devil's a liar. Hey, 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 whoa, 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 hey. Hey, okay. So I'm going to talk about connect real quick. And uh, connect, and just so you know, we're not perfect people. Sometimes things don't work. And we get really upset afterwards. I'm kidding, no. And so uh, real quick, we have Connect today. And so if, if this really bothered you, the TV not working, maybe you should go to Connect and join the production team. Come on, somebody, right? The production team, I love you guys. And so Connect, we have Connect taking place today, right down the hallway to your right. And uh, Rebecca and myself, we will be there. And what we want to do is we want to connect you to your people, to your place, and to your purpose. We believe that God has designed you for more, and we want to be able to say, hey, what areas can we find, find your gift, and what area can we place your gift? Uh, I, I have a mandate for our, our church that we'll never fill positions, but I will place your gift. I want to find out what you're good at, and we want to use it for God's praise and God's glory. Sometimes it could be in this service. Sometimes it could be in the hallway, in the lobby, or even outside these church doors. But we want to connect you to your people, to your place, to your purpose. The next thing is, is can I touch this thing? I'm, I'm scared. And uh, is Legacy Giving, November 21st. Legacy Giving. And uh, we love Legacy Giving. We do it every year at Avenue Church. It's going to take place on November 21st. And this is a day where we sacrificially give. This is the day where we're prayed up. This is the day we say, God, I'm going to offer my best gift to you. It's not my tithe. This is a gift. It's an offering. And I love that we're going to entitle it heart and soul, and we're going to do it for a reason. But I really believe that this legacy giving is just going to be different this year. We've got a lot of projects that we're going to be talking about. A lot of our giving goes, towards, goes out there. Most of our giving goes out there, but as well as propelling the vision of Avenue into 2022. I don't know about you, but 2020, 2021, uh, pretty fun, right? Pretty fun. And uh, be sarcastic. And uh, how many believe that let's make a dent in our city in 2022, 2023, 2024. Let's make a dent in our city. And so uh, that's called legacy giving. And I never want you to give emotionally or just give, you know, because of, we're twisting your arm. And we'll never ask you as a church to give. But we're going to ask you is for you to ask God, say, God, what, what do you want me to give? What do you want me to give? And we're going to be preparing our hearts for November 21st. And that's going to be a powerful day. 
But I want to go to First Samuel. Um, uh, our host afterwards has something pretty fun to share as our church for December and November. Pop-up markets are coming. We have a community outreach coming. We have a lot of fun things coming. But I need to get into our word, man. I feel just prompt uh, to dive right in. So First Samuel chapter 14. This has been our key scripture for our uh, collection of talks entitled Perhaps God. Perhaps God. I hope you've been enjoying Perhaps God. I hope it's been fun. And, uh, but this is what it says. Jonathan said to his young armor bearer, come, let's go to the outpost of these uncircumcised men. Perhaps the Lord will act in our behalf. Perhaps God. Perhaps God will act on our behalf. Nothing can hinder the Lord from saving, whether by many or by few. Do all that you have in mind, his armor bearer said. Go ahead. I'm with you, heart and soul. I'm with you, heart and soul. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this word. God, I pray, increase our expectations today. God, I pray, don't let this be another message, but let this be a, a journey for every single person that's in this room and watching online. But Jesus, I pray, heal us today. Speak to us today. Father, I pray that we will literally begin to know who you are, to hear your voice, to see your works. Father, I pray that we begin to find freedom today. Father, I pray freedom from addictions, freedom from redundancy, freedom from anything that is keeping us from our relationship with Jesus Christ. Father, we love you. We praise you. Father, I pray for the Chicago Bears for them to do something in Jesus' name. Amen. So we have a vision in our church. Our vision is, hey, oh, I touched it again. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And so, oh, my. Yeah, how many know this is a good message when things don't work? That's right. That's right. Devil, not today. And so we have a vision in our church, and that is to know God. And I don't have notes either, which is super fun, too. Bobby, no, you don't memorize, you understand, all right? And so we have a vision of our church, and that vision is to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. And so we want you to know God. I don't want you to know church. I don't want you to know religion. Those are great things. I'm never bad-mouthing those things, but sometimes we get to know church a little too well, right? Like you come in broken and go, how you doing, brother? God is good all the time. But really, God is good all the time, but I'm not good. I'm not good. I need an encounter with God. And so I want you to know God, not as your pastor's God or mom and dad's God, but as your Savior. Someone who will speak to you. Someone who, when you open the Bible, you go, Holy Spirit, help me to understand this textbook, this history book. It is living, it's active, it's alive, so that you can find freedom. And we do freedom in the context of small groups. And raise your hand if you're in a small group. Small group's got, what, two more weeks left. My leadership group, we're having some, we are having some fire on Tuesdays for lunch. And, and finding freedom in the context of small groups. But also today, I believe the Holy Spirit's going to help us to find freedom right now. In this room. In this room. Perhaps God. So wherever you're at in your, in your seat, if you're taking notes, if you've got the Perhaps God card and we're praying over those cards, we have a huge stack that I've been carrying with me and we pray over those stacks of cards on Thursdays and we divvy them up and make sure everyone uh, on our team has a, has a different stack and we're praying for those stacks. I want you to write this down. Perhaps God will. I want you to really change your mindset today. Because for me, my prayer is perhaps God will heal me. Perhaps God will heal us today. And I've been in ministry for 19 years, all right? Don't let this, the, the genes date me, all right? Because I know I look like I'm 22. Come on. All right, I actually pastored for 10 years on the east side. Come on, somebody. Where are my east siders at? 
Where my people at, huh? What's going on, bro? All right. I've done several. Some people are like, what the heck? You know, I've done dozens and dozens of messages on healing. I'm deaf. I'm hard of hearing. I wear, I, I, I wear a hearing aid that sends sound to this ear because this ear is 100% deaf. I'm 60% deaf on this ear. It's actually a miracle that I speak for a living. I'm like, what do I do? No, no, like, the miracle, trust me. And I've been doing a lot of healing, study scriptures, encountered it, seen it, laid hands on the sick and seen them recover, laid hands and seen miracles, seen people not get touched and be healed instantaneously. Uh, I've seen people on, on a continual healing. Every week at Avenue Church, we see the greatest healing, and that's salvation, where God heals our soul and our spirit. But can I just tell you, I want to take us on a different journey today because I'm saying, God, perhaps you will heal today. And perhaps it won't be weird or strange. It might be uncomfortable. But sometimes we have to get uncomfortable to be able to open our hearts to God. And so perhaps God will heal me. And let's go to the next slide. We'll make it a touch screen, all right? All right, we'll just go like this. When I touch it, it's going to change slides because, come on, fake it till you make it. Come on, somebody. All right. Matthew chapter 8, that evening they brought many to Jesus who were oppressed by demons. He cast out spirits with just a word, with just a word, and he healed all, say all, every single person that was sick. Why did Jesus do that? To fulfill what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He said he took our illnesses and he bore our diseases. There are many promises in the Bible. And I think, what, three weeks ago, I mentioned this. Three weeks ago, the touchscreen has a little delay. Right here, ready? See? God promises are not suggestions, but they're permissions. And can I tell you, we have permission to be healed. I'm going to say that one more time, all right? I mean, I'm deaf, not like... Yo, I I need to hear you, all right? God's promises are not suggestions, but they're permissions. We have permission to be healed today. Amen? Here's what I love. Here's what miracle means. The definition of miracle, it comes from the original word dunamis, or we get our word dunatos. That's our word for our church. An event that defines common expectations. That of behavior and sub, uh, sub, subsequently is attributed, see, I've told you I'm deaf, all right, is attributed to superhuman agent, an occurrence that demonstrates God's involvement in the course of human affairs. I love healing because it doesn't go, oh, look what happened to me. It goes, oh, God's real. God is revealed. I know without a shadow of a doubt that God is real. That's what Jesus did. He came into this earth, and he, and he said, I'm the Messiah. And they're like, yeah, right, whatever. Messiah, he's stronger. He's going to be this political challenger. You're not the Messiah. But then Jesus started healing the sick left and right, casting out demons, and they said, I think he's the Messiah. I think he's the one. But here's what I love. Healing or heal means to make sound or whole. Or whole. I want to be whole again. Mind, body, and spirit. I'm going to be whole again. I got three quick points for today. And then I want us to do communion. And then we want to take a step of faith together as a church. And we're going to pray for one another. We're going to pray for healing. We're going to pray, God, perhaps today's the day that you
Point number one is perhaps God will heal my body. Perhaps God will heal my body. I got three stories to share with you today. Matthew chapter 9, it says, And behold, a woman who has suffered from a discharge of blood for 12 years. This is continual. This is daily. They even said anyone who has a discharge of blood, you are unclean. And anything you touch is unclean. So not only did she have an issue, she was also uh, castrated from society. It was don't even touch us. And it said you came up behind him, came up behind Jesus, and touched the fringe of his garment. For she said to herself, if I only touch his garment, I'll be made well. I want you to see what she said here. If I only touch his garment, I'll be made well. Touch his garment. Touch. And Jesus turned and seeing her said, Take heart, daughter. Your faith has made you well. And instantly, say instantly. And instantly the woman was made well. I want you to know Jesus was in a packed house. There was no standing room. This woman with the issue of blood, she already broke the rule by being around other people. And she's, she's crawling on her arms, her hands and knees, or maybe she's just squatting down, and she's going, man, if I could just touch his, his, his clothing, his feet, if I could touch his garment, I would be made healed. She touches him. The Bible says in Luke that power went from Jesus into the woman, completely heals her, and Jesus goes, who touched me? And the disciples were like, oh, Jesus, like everybody's touching you. It's like a mosh pit in here. Like, like this is like not COVID approved, Jesus, you know. And, and he goes, no, 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 no. Someone with faith touched me. Someone with expectation touched me. Can I just tell you, her expectation made her well because expectation is faith. Is faith. Is faith. Now hear me out. Some of you are like, we're going with this, Pastor Jeremy. Faith. I want you to see this. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith is the assurance Faith is the expectation of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. That's what faith is. That's what faith I, I'm raising my expectation that we're going to be healed today. I'm raising my expectation that on this day, November 7th, what is it, 7th, 4th, 7th, November 7th, on this day, praise God, on this day, November 7th will be a day you'll never forget. Because you'll say, I, I had an issue, but on November 7, 2021, after a pandemic, I was forever changed. Healed. Healed. Expectation. Insurance of things not seen. James chapter 5, verse 15. And the prayer of faith, the prayer of expectation, will save the one who is sick. The Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he'll be forgiven. This is the greatest miracle. Not salvation. But then it continues on to say this. Oh, go back. Right? The Lord will raise him up. He commits sins. He will be healed. James chapter 5, verse 16 says, And the prayer of faith will heal them. Will heal them. So church, I want you to know this. Faith is needed. Faith is needed. We need faith. Faith is needed. Now, I told you, I'm hard of hearing. I grew up in church. Uh, I've been to every altar call. I've been to every healing service. I can tell you big names of people. I've traveled. I've gone hundreds of miles, been in arenas. I mean, I'm just, I was even on TV. They had me like this. 
on TV. People are like, I got you on TV. And I was like, I don't care. I didn't get healed. I've, 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 I've been through all of that. But I still got faith. I still got faith. I remember one night I was driving home. I was so mad. I hit the steering wheel and said, God, why won't you heal me? Why do I do this? I got we're hearing aids. I believe Mark, it was so powerful I had to pull over. It was only two times in my life I had to pull over in the car. And God said, I will heal you when I'm most glorified. I will heal you when I'm most glorified. Cried, you know. And then afterwards, you know, like afterwards, you're kind of like, oh, I should have said. Yeah, you know I mean, like, because afterwards I was like, well, define most glorified, you know, like, can you define that for me? Like, is that heaven or is that like, can I be real with you, right? After you wipe away the tears, you're like, oh, God, thank you. Well, faith is needed. I have faith. But can I challenge you as your pastor? There's no faith shaming. There's no faith shaming. I'll, I'll get real personal because there's no faith shaming. There is no, why I got healed? Because you got the faith. Come here. I'll, 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 I have high expectations. God's going to use me right now. To lay hands on you. The violence shall take it by force. But there's no faith shaming. Here's what the Bible says. The Bible says about faith. And to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. So God has given every single person in this room a measure of faith. A measure of faith. Jesus said he was walking with his disciples in Mark chapter 11, sees a tree, and it's a fig tree, and, and there's no figs on it. Jesus is hungry, he goes up and goes, there are figs for me to eat. The fig back then was this teeny tiny little deal. And he walks up and he goes, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know I, I want to eat from it, there's nothing there. And he goes, I rebuke you. They go to the city, do some ministry, come back. Disciples are like, Jesus is talking weird again. But they come back and all of a sudden the tree is completely dead. And they go, what would you, Jesus? You know what I mean? Kind of like, you ain't the Messiah. You are the Messiah. And then they go, what, what, what happened? Jesus said, guys, listen, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can move mountains. Speak to the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast out into the sea. You'll have whatever you believe. We have a measurement of faith. I really believe, will God heal our bodies today? But in order, I believe, for him to heal our bodies, I really think perhaps God will heal my mind. Perhaps God will heal my mind. I love this story because in the context of no face shaming, Mark chapter 2, it says this. And, and they came. These four guys brought to Jesus a paralytic carried by four men. How many know the story? Where they, there's a paralyzed guy. They saw Jesus heal a leper. They got his buddy. said, God, we, we, we have the answer for you. Perhaps God will touch you. Perhaps Jesus will heal you. They grabbed this guy, four guys in the corner of a mat. They carried this paralyzed man to a house. They couldn't get to, uh, inside the house because of the crowd. So they removed the roof above him. How many know you need some heart and soul friends around you? Right? You need some crazy friends. You're like, I don't know if we'll hang out, but we'll go to church together, you know. Some crazy friends. And, <laughs> that's me. And when they had made an opening, they let down the bed on which the paralytic lay. So they're like, good luck. Like, like if you fall, you're already paralyzed. And it says this. Somebody just got it, huh? And when Jesus, I want you to say this. And when Jesus saw their faith, he didn't look at the paralyzed guy and see his faith. Jesus didn't say, I, 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 I'm Jesus. Like, I know what you're thinking. 
And you didn't even want to come here, so I'm not going to heal you. That's my personal opinion. But as it says, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to, to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven. Now this really bothered me. Like if I came before, like, like Jesus showed up in this room, and I'm like, Jesus, I love you. And he's like, Jeremy, your sins are forgiven. I'm like, yes! What about this? Like, what about this? You know what I mean? Like, what about my back? Yeah. The paralyzed guy's like, yeah! But you have to know the context of why Jesus said that. See, this is Mark chapter 2, but if I go to John chapter 9, in John chapter 9, Jesus passed by, he saw a blind man from birth. His disciples asked Jesus, Rabbi, teacher, master, who sinned? This man or his parents? That he was born blind. See, in, in this context, during Jesus' times, they believe if you have an infirmity or an issue, you are a sinner. You did something wrong. But maybe you didn't do something wrong. Maybe it was your parents. Because your parents, you now have to deal with an affirmity. And so many times, even in this culture, we believe God is punishing us. God won't heal you with a thorn in the flesh. It's just the way it is. But Jesus answered, it was not that this man sinned or his parents. But listen, but the works of God might be displayed in him. He's that way because we live in a broken and sinful world, but he's not going to be that way because I'm going to use it to display my power and my authority. Go, go ahead. Whoop. And having said these things, I love this. He spit on the ground and made mud with saliva. He anointed the man's eyes with mud. Are you willing to get uncomfortable? Now, I'm not, there, ain't no, there ain't no dirt in here. I ain't going to hock a loogie and put mud in your eyes. But I love this because he said, go wash in the pool of uh, Siloam, which means sent. So he went and he washed and he came back seeing. You know what I love about this story of the blind guy? That he left Jesus and he obeyed Jesus. Got healed, but then he came back to Jesus. Miracles bring us Closer to Jesus. But here's what's interesting about the paralyzed man. The reason why Jesus didn't heal his legs first, but Jesus decided to forgive him, because what Jesus was doing was Jesus was healing his mind before he healed his body. I want you to understand this. That man was laying there thinking, I'm paralyzed because I am sin. I'm paralyzed because I screwed up. I'm paralyzed. And how do I know that he believed that? Because that was the context of their culture at that time. And a lot of times we do that. Oh, he's that way because he didn't do good, so therefore that won't happen to me. Now, how many know when it comes to trauma? We don't go, well, did they? We pray. We connect. So Jesus healed his mind before he healed his body. Jesus said to the paralytic, he said, man, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed, and go home. And he rose, and everyone say this word, one, two, three, immediately. He picked up his bed, went up before them all, so that they were all amazed, and they glorified God, Say, we've never seen anything like this. Church, can I say, perhaps God will heal depression? 
Perhaps God will heal anxiety. Perhaps God will heal personal identity. Perhaps God will change us today. Perhaps God will change chemical imbalances. Perhaps God will change our minds in Jesus' name. Perhaps God will give us, man, it's not what I do, but it's who I am in Christ Jesus. Perhaps God will heal. And can I just tell you, I am convinced. I don't want to do just church. I want to know God. I want to have services every Sunday that point us to God. And we see God here at Avenue Church. Perhaps God will heal. Perhaps God will heal. Romans chapter 8, verse 11, uh, 1 through 11. But I'm just going to read this portion right here. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And we quote this all the time as pastors, right? There's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. But this is your mind. Man, perhaps God will heal us. No, I, I've gone too far. No, because I have just, I, can I just tell you? We all deal with this, but there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ. The Holy Spirit will convict, never condemn. Condemn means you'll never change. How dare you? Conviction is, let's go. Here's an area of your life. Let's heal it. Let's touch it. Let's change. Let's be different. But it says in the verse, next verse, you, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. But in fact, the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone that does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to Him, but Christ is in you. Although the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. This is healing of our spirit, healing of our mind, healing of our body. Here's the next slide. And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your body through His Spirit who dwells in you. Perhaps God will heal my body today. Perhaps God will heal my mind today. But perhaps God will heal my spirit. Will heal my spirit. Perhaps the Holy Spirit will heal my spirit. Uh, Psalms 34. The Lord is near the brokenhearted. He saves the crushed in spirit. I'm a big, like, let's heal bodies, Lord. Let's heal hands and nerves and muscles, organs, ears, nose. God, I want you to heal our bodies today. But now more than ever, I want God to heal our spirits. But you're brokenhearted and you're crushed. Man, you're just, you're, 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 the word I think is like, I'm just nothing. I'm just nothing. And God said, I'm near you. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. God wants to heal your spirit. God wants to heal our spirit today. He wants to heal our mind, our body, and our spirit. I, want, I really believe today at Avenue Church, Jesus wants to heal all of you. All of us today. All of us today. All of us today. You know, if you do me a favor, we're going to go to Isaiah 53. Because Jesus, all came to Jesus that were sick. Demons and those that had infirmities and, you know, physical ailments. And he healed them all. He 
immediately. And it was to fulfill what Scripture said. And this is the fulfillment of Scripture. Isaiah 53. That surely He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. I love that He esteemed Him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But He was pierced for our transgressions. That pierce is the nails in His hands. The cat of nine tails in His back. He was crushed for our iniquities. So this is your secret sins. Any sin that's in your life. Upon him was the, the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. By what Jesus did on the cross 2,000 years ago, we are healed. So, uh, so, uh, what is that? Second, uh, 1 Peter 2.24. He himself bore our sins. This is New Testament. In his body, on the tree, we might die to sin and live in righteousness, but by his wounds you have been healed. So here's what I want us to do today. I want you to get that uh, little communion cup out real quick. I think I need one as well, a little communion cup. And uh, I love this, um, this portion of our service. We try to do this as much as we can. This is Holy Communion. I love uh, what it symbolizes, what it represents. On the very top, there's a Clear, uh, clear, thin piece layer, and there is a piece of white deal here, and that is the body. That's the body. And the night that Jesus was betrayed, he had supper. A lot of times we see that as the Last Supper, but he, he had supper with his disciples, and, and he had bread, and he had wine. And this is not wine, all right? This is uh, delicious grape juice inside of here, but you can also open up that next layer, that next portion. And there is your grape juice, very, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're doing this, all right? And so here is Jesus' body. And can I just tell you, this is not a good representation of Jesus' body, all right? This is a styrofoam deal, but this is his body. And this is his blood. The night Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body. Disciples didn't know what he was talking about, but Jesus knew what he was talking about. Jesus said, my body could be pierced, could be wounded, could be chastised for you. For even us here at Avenue Church, in the year 2021, Jesus said, my body was broken. But he also said, here's some juice and took the wine, it was red wine, and he said, I want this to represent my blood. And can I tell you something that's like you've been to church the very first time, you're like, we're drinking blood? No, we're drinking, it's, it's, it's grape juice. But Jesus said, this represents that by my stripes, you will be healed. You'll be restored. So what we're going to do at this moment, I want you to dissect your heart. This moment, our team's going to play, and what I would be so honored for you to do is just, just, just you and God. If a friend came with you, just ignore them for just a second. I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to dissect your heart. This would be a great time to say, Jesus, forgive me. Jesus, thank you that you died on the cross to pay the price for the sin that I owe. Father, thank you that you died on the cross. There's no condemnation to those who are in Christ. But Father, you love me just as I am. Father, you're going to forgive me my sins. But you can make me a new creation. That today, God's going to rewrite your story. 
It's not going to be doom and gloom and this and that. It's going to be hope and healing and joy and peace. But maybe you're here today and I want you to, no matter what your morning was like, trust me. I wish I could tell you I had a holy morning. All kinds of obstacles, all kinds of things happened this week. And I said, the devil knows. Come on, somebody. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to say, perhaps God. Perhaps God will heal me. Perhaps God will touch my body, touch my mind. Perhaps God will heal my spirit. I pray I walked in feeling nothing. But perhaps God's going to touch my spirit today. Perhaps God. Take a moment. Perhaps God. Perhaps God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Increase our expectation today. Father, we don't make it weird, we make it available. Father, I'm available today. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, broke the bread, and he ate it. So go ahead, eat it, please. This is the bread, represents my body. I was whipped, beaten, mocked, nails in my hands, nails in my feet, spear in my side. He broke, but you don't have to be broken. He took the blood, the cup, represents the shedding of the blood, represents healing. By his stripes, we are healed today. The Holy Spirit, I ask you, we thank you for what this cup symbolizes, what this cup represents. But we're going to drink it. Remember what you did for us 2,000 years ago, or right now, or today. Go ahead, drink it. grateful for what Jesus did on that cross for us today. But here's what I want to tell you today. I believe with all my heart, miracles are real. Miracles are for today. If miracles lead us to Jesus, we just witnessed the greatest miracle, and that's salvation. That's salvation. And we're going to do a corporate prayer in just a second. But I believe miracles are real. Miracles are for today. Miracles lead us to Jesus. Why wouldn't God want to heal us? Perhaps God will. Here's what I love in um, John chapter 14. Truly, truly, I say to you, this is Jesus, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And greater works than these will he do because I'm going to the Father. You understand? Jesus raised the dead. Jesus healed the sick. Jesus told that paralyzed man to get up and walk. And he said, you're going to do greater things because I'm going to go to heaven and the Holy Spirit's going to come down and he's going to give us dunatos, dynamite, power. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Here's what I love in James chapter 5. Is anyone among you sick? 
Can I be real? Raise your hand if you're sick, right? I need healing in my mind, my body, my, my, my soul. Come on. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call for the elders of the church. Who are the elders of the church? Your pastors, your prayer team, elders of your church, leaders in the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. In the prayer of faith, the prayer of expectation will save the one who's sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. And here's the next side. Therefore, confess your sins to one another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power, and it is working. It has great power, and it is working. Can I encourage you today? I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for every single person in this place today. I'm going to pray. I'm going to meet you at the level of your expectation. But can I share something with you I think is powerful? Here's what it says. Go back one slide. Go back. Go back. One slide. My Bible says, if you're sick, let's get the leadership together. Let's pray over them. Anoint them with oil. And the prayer of faith will save them and heal them. We got some oil today. Little, I mean, these are like, these are like, these are awesome, all right? But the, every, Elisha has filled every single one of these and prayed over every single one of these. The Bible says if we anoint them, that's simply a little doodad, boop, and we pray over you, you'll be healed. Can I just challenge you today? Let's go to the next one. One more. Believing and praying is my responsibility, but the healing is God's responsibility. Listen to me. I want to remove all guilt. I want to remove all faith shaming. If you stand up today and said, I, I need healing, and we pray for you and you don't get healed, you don't go, ah, I failed. We didn't fail. We believed. I believe the only failure is not asking. It's not praying. Say, God, will you heal me? I believe perhaps God will heal your spirit, your mind, and your body. Your mind and your body. I really believe I was praying this morning and this week. And there's several ways. The Bible says you can lay hands on the sick. You can speak a word uh, over the sick. Man, my favorite kind of healing is when people just get healed. No one touched you. No one gets credit for it. Only God. That's my favorite. I've seen dozens of miracles. We had a worship night at Avenue before the pandemic. A guy named Ricardo served at our church. Had a bad back. His back really was bothering him severely. But he said, I'm going to come. Maybe I'm going to increase my expectation. Maybe I can get healed. At the worship service, he's just over here at this corner. Remember where he was at? Just praying. Maybe somebody came up to him and just put her, put her hand on his back. And all of a sudden, he just felt the presence of God. And he goes, I think I'm healed. All of a sudden, he did the whole, like, a healing test, you know what I'm talking about? And all of a sudden, like, hey, buddy, careful, careful, you know? Did a healing test. And he goes, I'm healed. And he was healed right here in this building. Why? Because I really believe God wants to heal. God wants to heal. God wants to heal. So can we pray for people today? Can we believe what God's word says? I really believe someone here today has um, been dealing with sleep. Sleep's been tough. 
And I know we gained, an, uh, we gained an hour of sleep, right? Amen, yeah, yeah. But there's somebody in this room you've been dealing with, struggling to sleep. I don't know if it's sleep apnea. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but, I, but it's an area in your life you say, God, I, I need to sleep. And you're having a hard time sleeping. If that's you, just, will you just stand? Will you stand in your, where you're at in your seat? Will you stand in your seat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone else? You're just having a hard time sleeping? Look at this. Uh, keep standing. Keep standing. There's a lot of, you're just having a hard time sleeping. And it's affecting your life. It's affecting your mind. And uh, God wants to heal you. So church, we just stretch a hand out. If you're near them, just put a hand on them. And Father, in Jesus' name, God, we ask you to heal in Jesus' name. God, we thank you that by your stripes, they are healed in Jesus' name. Father, I pray tonight, let it be the first night of many nights of full rest and full sleep. Father, I thank you that you're God who heals us. I thank you. You're a detailed God. I thank you, God, you know our every need. Father, I rebuke anxiety and worry and fear. Father, I rebuke an excited mind, Father. I rebuke a mind that's constantly thinking and worrying. Father, I pray healing over every single mind that's in this room today. Healing over their heart, Father. God, I pray their heart rate may steady. Their heart rate may be calm, God, as they sleep tonight. Father, I pray that that sleep's been affecting their lives, their witness, their work, their relationships. And God, I thank you you're going to touch today. I thank you that you're going to heal right now in this church service. Heal their minds. Heal their bodies. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. There's somebody here, you've had migraines. Uh, excessive migraines kind of in the front area um, in your um, right here just at this front it's almost like is this allergies or migraine uh, I believe God wants to heal you we stand up if that's you today and you see just excessive uh, uh, migraines these migraines could be affecting sleep but I got these um, migraines in the front area uh, nose that kind of area we want to speak healing over that in Jesus name but here's what I want to pray for I want to pray for your spirit and your mind your spirit and your mind. If you're in this room today and you say, I feel nothing. I feel dead inside. I feel nothing. If that's you, and I believe you're not going to be the only one, but God wants to bring life. God wants to heal your spirit. If that's you, we just stand where you're at in your seat. Just stand. Say, I feel nothing. I feel nothing. Go ahead. Come on. I feel nothing. And I challenge you. And I get it. Thank you for standing up. I get it. I get it. Because when you feel nothing, you don't want to respond. I just encourage you. When you stand in your seat, when you say, God, I want to feel again. God, I want to feel your presence again. Holy Spirit, I ask you to touch every single person that is standing here today. Father, I pray, heal and restore in Jesus' name. Father, give them vision again. In Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, fill them. Fill them. God, I thank you that your spirit brings life to our spirit. So Jesus, bring hope and bring life again. Bring vision in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God didn't let you down. They let you down. God didn't let you down. They let you down. You're in God's perfect will 
You're in God's perfect purpose. You're in God's perfect journey. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Church, I'm going to ask you to do something really bold. But if you need healing in your body, if you need healing in your life, will everyone stand with me, please, real quick? And I want to challenge you, church. You know, sometimes we, we play it safe in Christianity. But there's people on the strip, they'll bet against the odds. They'll bet against, oh, I'll get a bigger payout. And I don't gamble, so I'm trying to figure this out, all right? But why don't we bet against the odds? Say, what if God heals me today? What if? Because guess what? Go back a slide. Prayer. Prayer is, and believing is my responsibility. The rest is up to God. And perhaps he'll do it today. Perhaps he'll do it today. So worship team's going to lead us into a song. But if you need healing in your body and you feel comfortable enough, I want you to step out the aisle. I just want you to come up front. Just come up front. We don't do this as a church, but today we're doing it. So go ahead, worship team, bring us into a song. I would love to anoint you and lay hands on you. We have prayer team, Elisa, Pastor Lindsay, Lorenzo, uh, even Alita. I want you to come up here, Rebecca. But I want you to come up. You just need healing in your body, Deborah. And let's be believing for God to do a work and a miracle today. Perhaps God will heal. Go ahead, worship team. Perhaps God will heal. Perhaps God will heal. Heart pressed on each side, but we will not lose sight of the name who's
God healed me. God healed me. Some people are like, I think God healed me, but don't, don't call me up there. God healed me. God healed me. I believe there's a corporate, um, I really feel strongly with this, is, and we'll close out. I mean, don't want to call us. We got one service. Let's stay here, all right? I really feel corporately. Corporately, there's probably a handful of people, and I've never heard this phrase before. But I mean, no, I'm acting in faith as well as your pastor. I really believe this is corporate. Is you 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 are not what you see. You're not what you you are not what you saw. There's been situations, experiences that because you were there, you've not brought that on as your identity. You are not what you saw. You're a child of God, and that 
that might mean something to somebody. And if it does, I want you to just raise a hand. We're just going to pray with you right now. You are not what you experience. You are not what you saw. I see a couple hands. I see a couple hands. And that is not just Jeremy being, you know, whoa. That is God calling you out. And God is saying, you are not what you experience. God wants to put an identity in you and through you. He won't allow that identity to be on you. You are not what you've experienced. You're going to change legacies. Man, you're going to change. I'm, you're, going to, you're going to be the one to break the curse. That's generational and generational and generational. You're going to be the one who's going to be completely healed from that situation. That every time you want to break through, the enemy brings back that circumstance or that situation. And God is saying, no more. In Jesus' name. Father, I just thank you for every hand that was raised. Father, I thank you that we are who you say we are. That we are God's masterpiece. Father, we are a child of God. Father, I know we live in a broken and sinful world. But Father, I thank you. You came to restore. Father, I thank you came to bind and to remove those experiences. Father, you came to bind and to remove those things that have altered our personality and our character. And Father, I pray today, make us a new creation in Christ Jesus. There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ. Young man, you belong in this house today. Young lady, you belong in this house today. You are not an, you are not an outcast. This is the place where you belong. And that is God's presence. That is healing. That is the Holy Spirit. That is love and joy and peace again. I pray peace of mind, peace of heart. Forever change us, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name. Father, I want to say thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for paying for what I did. And so today, I repent of my sins. Be Lord of my life. Because I now know who I am.